You're listening to Save the Date, the number one podcast about all things wedding-y. This Thursday, it is the Q&A episode, and because I don't like to be sad and lonely, I have invited some lovely Australian guests on. Josh and Britt run the pop-up wedding company, Pop-Up Wed, and uh, they are... Hello! 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 Now, we have a wonderful episode with uh, both of you coming up, a dual three-way, that sounds seedy, interview coming up in a few weeks' Nothing time. sus. <laughs> oh, it wasn't meant to come out that way, so uh, I'm very much looking no, forward no, no, to bringing... Three, three ways the branding we're going for. It's, yeah. We've already got the domain name purchase. Great. Well... <laughs> I think it's going to take a different... Let's just skim along. Yeah. It's going to take a different vibe to what we were all hoping for. <laughs> now, you guys run the wonderful... Uh, it's it's popupwed.co is where you would need to get in touch with your wonderful people. You organise weddings all over the place, correct? Yes, that is correct. They take the... Uh, I love the term. It's a fancy elopement. I think you should trademark that if you haven't already. We've tried. <gasps> I'd like to say that we've tried unsuccessfully but we tried it's ours it's our baby we're oh, cleaning it i'm officially giving it to you i've just set bugger <laughs> the law who cares so when it comes to um common problems i'm going to just go straight into it here i do have some questions for you from listeners but i have my own questions so we're going to do mine first when it <laughs> comes to the most common problems you see couples facing when planning their weddings what are they shall i go first yes, yes. Um, I think the biggest problems that couples have as they're planning it is uh, three things come to mind straight away. The first one being that they think it has to be more than what it actually is. And sometimes that's in the ceremony or the legal stuff or uh, people just imagine that this wedding thing is this, it has to be this, this burgeoning, growing uh, monster of a thing. And, and it doesn't at all have to be. And, and usually if you're going to make it like that, it's just going to be hell forever and evolve. So, so sometimes people come to me when they're planning their ceremony and we'll just sit there and plan it. We'll talk about it and then we'll all finish and they'll be like, Oh, is that all? I'm like, yeah, that's all. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's the first thing. The other thing is, um, is people having other people's weddings, um, whether it's a bridesmaid or a auntie or a mother or something like that. Yeah. Um, and the third thing is, uh, is, is just trying to get that guest list down. God bless the guest list. <laughs> God bless the guest list. The biggest problem on the planet Earth, I think, for people planning a wedding. It doesn't have to be, but, you know, it, it sometimes is. And that's the great thing about pop-up weddings. And maybe, um, Britt, how many people come to a pop-up wedding? We say around 20, zero to 20-ish. But like I like to joke, we're not a low-budget um, airline carrier. We're not going to, you know... <laughs> <laughs> sting you for extra baggage. Yeah, I don't mind the extra couple, but we like to give it a, you know, it, it forces you to think about the 20 nearest and dearest to you and it gives you a great excuse to not invite your boss. <laughs> oh my gosh. I had a great question recently uh, on my Q and a episode from a lovely lady who had asked that very question that she worked in a very small office and there were three of them and two people she really liked and the third one she didn't. And that actually I found really confronting because it was like, Oh, what a debacle. It is difficult. I think it's, I think it's, you need to weigh up and go in 20 years, is this going to matter? Yeah. And, you know, like, yes, there's that aunt that none of us really ever talk to, but in 20 years, is it, 
is it still going to have hurt her feelings that she'll she wasn't dead. invited? And she'll the rest be dead. She'll be dead. <laughs> Maybe. I will guarantee it. The ones that you never talk to always live on the longest, and that's <laughs> the ones that you're really close to. That you're right. Oh, Britt, you're so right. <laughs> and she's the one that holds a grudge and is just a total a-hole to going now. You, well, that's the wedding you didn't invite me to. But but the, the other thing is to remember, and I, I thought of this the other day. Um, I took a friend um, friend out. For, well, we, we went out for dinner, and then at the end the end of dinner, I said, oh, "I'll share." And it was like um, seventeen or eighteen dollars, and, and and like I had this moment. No? <laughs> What's that? I didn't split the bill. No, bless you, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I um, I, there, there's there's a much deeper joke there for everyone following. Backstory: Josh and I were only just friends for about five years because on our first date, he opted to split the bill. <laughs> And thus, our f- five years of friendship began. Wow. So that's that, that little backstory. And so I like to joke about Look, it now. Everyone needs their 40 years in the wilderness. Everyone needs that period. Um, five years but, uh, in the so, friend zone. Good one. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, so I, I went to pay the bill. It was $18 for him. And I had this moment like, wow, wow, 18 bucks. But like, yeah, it's only 18 bucks. But like, well, you know, I wouldn't normally spend it on him. Because um, I'm a guy. I'm a, uh, I don't know. I, I, as Britt just pointed out, I don't always pay bills. But um, <laughs> but but then at a wedding, uh, and, and I remember I said this number to someone else, and they said, that's, that's a cheap wedding, like probably $120 a head. You know, whereas uh, probably an average-ish wedding, if you're including drinks and meals and all the whole thing, yeah, $150, Sixty, seventy, eighty dollars a head. Mm. Um, you know, like would would you spend one hundred and eighty dollars on on such and such mate to come along? Well, I think that's a great, a cracking question. And as, as a freelancer, I charge by the hour, which makes again sound seedy. But I often think. <laughs> Because I think in, in an hourly sort of wage, I often do exactly the same exercise when I'm buying something. And you can't think your whole life, is this worth it? Because money comes and goes, of course. But it is a great exercise to go, does this warrant this sort of spending? I've just worked an hour for this top, I don't know, yeah, this yeah. crappy hamburger that wasn't worth it. So it is that perspective of thinking, is it worth that in the long run? Are they worth it? Totally. And it doesn't hurt to actually extend that to your whole life. This is something that I, um, years ago, a friend of mine said, you know, are you a $25 an hour guy, a $50 an hour guy, or a $100 an hour guy? And not that it's not really about the dollars per hour, but it's just about, um, because, because I've been, I've been a freelancer for many years, um, in between career jobs and whatnot. Mm. But, uh, if, if you're spending an hour going for a walk with your wife, or if you're spending an hour, reading email or whatever, whatever you're spending now, put a dollar value on that. Yeah. And, uh, and all of a sudden things, and, and, and look, I'd pay a million dollars to spend an hour walking with my wife because oh. she's lovely. Oh, so <laughs> nice. She vomits, God bless. <laughs> um, but, but, you know, it's, uh, it doesn't hurt to apply that kind of to, whether it's your guest list or anything like that. Like, think of the value and it's not about, it's not about putting actual dollars on it, but it's just no. the value in, in it. I sometimes, I love voucher codes. I love finding a bargain. If anyone's listened to this podcast more than once, they'll realize I can be a moderate tight ass sometimes. But <laughs> I own that and I'm fine with it. And I encourage people to find ways to get good value out of things. But also on the weekend, we were booking some travel and I probably spent 25 to 30 minutes looking for a voucher code. And Rich turned to me and he went, babe, it's 5%. You just need to settle down. It's not going to work. You just, that's, is that 5% worth 30 minutes of your time. And mm-hmm. uh, I was like, you are correct. I need to step away from the screen and think about my life choices. And that's I mean, that's the thing. You know, we had 
we had chairs so people could sit down at our wedding. And I paid the chair lady um, the higher fee, and then mm-hmm. I also paid her a whole lot of money to come and set them up and to take them away so yes. I didn't have to see them again. And I we had the reception at my parents' property, and so I went and bought really cheap wine and champagne glasses from the like the two dollar shop. Yep. They looked nice. No you wouldn't know, but and then I then I donated them to the op shop afterwards because I couldn't be bothered washing them and you know, so I just went, if you'd like them you can wash them and take them off our hands. So it, I think there's that fine line between yes, saving money, but also being less stressed on the day and less you know, if we can pay someone two hundred dollars to set the chairs up and just take them away that's so worth it than having to get Uncle Jeff and then making sure that in the morning Uncle Jeff's going to set the chairs up in the right spot and is he going to, you know, does he know what to do afterwards? And, you know, it's just it's nice to just be able to sometimes turn up and yeah, go home. Yeah, I, I was at a wedding on the weekend where um, the, the couple had decided that their family would set up the whole ceremony on a beach and the beach was a 15-minute walk oh. um, from the car park and, uh, and so the ceremony was an hour late because... That, that that was the decision they made and it was still a beautiful time and everyone, everyone had fun it looked great but but sometimes an hour on your wedding day is worth more than the and, and look i don't know what a furniture company would charge but it, it might you know, maybe it's worth the 200 dollars that we start on time well then that hour then moves on to obstructing the rest of the day as well so that's an hour you don't have at your wedding reception an hour you don't have with the photographer so i do think that's a really big it doesn't it doesn't sound like much on the day but when you put a dollar value or a pound value on that it could be quite dramatic really yeah absolutely i mean i know my best friend i was bridesmaid for her about five or six years ago and she um every dollar counted at her wedding and so she had her mum, who is a beautiful seamstress and can make you know can make clothes um her mum offered to make her dress and her mum is also one of the most disorganized people I've ever met. <laughs> and so the night before the wedding, we're all out for dinner celebrating this amazing day that's going to happen tomorrow. And the dress still wasn't made. No! And she was four hours late to her wedding because her wedding dress wasn't, it wasn't finished. It oh just, it was still two pieces of lace that had yet to be formed into a dress. People had to leave because they had babysitters and it was just, it was a bit of a disaster. And they look back on their wedding day and I'm sure if I'd said to her, for three or for two, three, four, five thousand dollars, let's go buy a dress and let's be able to. I'm sure she would want to redo that. I'm sure, you know, it, a lot was ruined. Um, yeah. And there were tears and it was just a bit of a disaster all over this cheap quote unquote dress. But I think it costs you a lot more in the long run than that dollar value. You've got to pick your battles, especially I, I'm, I'm yeah. such a big advocate now of wedding planners and having someone there, whether it be a day of the, a day of wedding planner that yeah. you've had, you know, obviously some serious discussions about what you want to happen. But like you said, Josh, if a wedding planner had been on that beach, that wouldn't have happened. They would have said, no, we need an extra hour to cart the chairs or we need people to arrive earlier or whatever. So, I mean, that's something that people say, Oh, wedding planners are really expensive, but you wouldn't have any of these problems if someone was in charge. Well, they did have a wedding planner. They just <laughs> okay. Well, for a, perhaps a cheaper come on, wedding people, planner. <laughs> get it together. 
Jesus. All right, I've got my first question for you from Lainey. She says, uh, oh, I love when people say this. I listen to your podcast on my iPhone when traveling on the bus or tube and whilst decorating our new house. Thank you for telling me that because I always like to know where people are listening to the show. The question she has for you guys is, uh, my maid of honor is abroad. Uh, she says she's in London and, and the maid of honor is elsewhere. And isn't therefore able to plan my hens do. I've asked a few of my friends to do this instead, but during the course of the planning, I've realized that actually I only want a few people to attend. Whatever I do, as nothing has been planned yet, it probably won't include some of the friends that are helping to plan. Oh God. Oh I've, God. Oh God already. I've got myself into a hole. I need to find a way out. Any advice? Also, is it weird to plan my own hen do? Crikey, majiki. What do we do? Oh. Like, I, 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 want, I want Brit to answer this, but I'll just <laughs> pop in quickly. And um, there's, 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 there's hens party people. Like, like there's, I know locally there's four or five companies. You pay them a grand or whatever it might cost, and they yeah. put on a thing. Yeah. Um, and that, that sounds like that might be a better option, but Brit's probably got a lot more to say on it than I do. Oh, gosh, it, that's a she's got herself into a bit of a pickle. I don't know what her expectations of a hens party is. It's just a night. It's just a day. You do your hair and makeup and you wear a little too much body glitter and you hope to God that there's not a stripper somewhere yes. hiding that's going to come out and touch you. I don't know. I didn't... Show me where the stripper touched you. <laughs> you know what? Like, I've never... Oh. I don't love hen's parties. I, yeah. You know, mine was fun, but it was really... You know, I walked away going, oh, it was just like another night out with the girls and I... My personality is very relaxed. I enjoyed my bridal shower. I loved that. I had an afternoon tea and I had four bridesmaids who, you know, were really hands-on in planning it. But I don't know. Just I would just tell her to put it in, put a gear in neutral and to just have fun, plan it. Plan it herself. That's not weird. People are doing all sorts of different things. If you want a hen's party and no one can plan it, plan it, get a bunch of girls together. And you know what? Sometimes more the merrier. Yeah. If these aren't the people that you'd necessarily hang out with, they kind of make the night fun. You, um, could, you could also split it like you just said, Britt, and say, oh, I want a bridal shower and invite all of the other people and then keep it or, you know, rename it a little bit in a sneaky way with not being mm-hmm. dodgy and sort of say, come along to the bachelorette or hen's party, this, and then also come along to my bridal shower and sort of have the smaller do there. But you're right. It's just a night on the town. It's just it a simple- really. And it's easy to say that when you've had it, not sure. when you're going into it. You know, obviously hindsight's lots of fun and quote unquote lots of fun. But I'm pretty it's sure hard. someone, pretty sure someone yeah. really wise once said, "You know, thou shall not complicate the drinking of alcohol." <laughs> <laughs> Can I, I've never talked about my hen's day on the show. Can I just? Uh, I'll just. Yeah, I'm not even going to ask permission. I'm just going to do it. We. I'd had- prefer it if you didn't actually. <laughs> <laughs> Always a pleasure, no Josh, with us. <laughs> Or I can disconnect him yeah, if you like. I love this. So I want my listeners to know that Josh and Britt are sitting in the same house in different rooms on their various Skype. So she can just <laughs> literally click a button and he disappears. But we don't want that. I ha- send the wife off. <laughs> yeah, then you're gone. Don't do that. She. I had a day. I had a couple of friends that just had little babies, not big babies. And uh, when, when my friends sort of organized it, we did it in stages. So in the morning, I'd found a cafe in Melbourne, which I love, called Crafternoon. And it's a cafe where adults can go along and do craft. And it's got like a table, like you would see at a kindergarten, of pasta, shells, 
paints, sparkles, and you can do art or whatever you want at this place. And you can have a glass of champagne and a high tea. So I said, hey, friends that can't come along at night, if you've got other priorities or, you know, like kids or whatever, come along and have this high tea with me and we can do some craft. So we made these crazy masks which we had full intentions of wearing but didn't, uh, for my, you know, evening ado. So it was a really nice way to split the day into have a bit of fun, still have some champs, but then say, if you can't make the night, totally cool. I just like doing craft. Yeah, so I want to, I want a craftsnoon. Craftsnoon. If you're in Melbourne or you're visiting Melbourne, it's in Brunswick. It's the coolest cafe ever. And, um, I, I did some, I shot a, a story for the circle, the TV show I was working on there and just went, well, this is my favorite place on earth. Why aren't we all doing Absolutely. pasta shell necklaces more often? Man, that's fun. Uh, Melbourne is too cool. Yeah, it really of is. It is. We but like yeah, something like that sounds fabulous. You know, it's just, just keep it, it's just a, it's like you said, just a night out on the town with your girlfriends, you know, some silly games. I remember my friends, they took away my phone and my money oh. and so I had to get a list, I had, I had a list of all these things I needed to get. I needed to get a pair of a guy's socks, um, a kiss <laughs> on the cheek, blah, blah, like, and it, like all these different things from these random different guys and I had the whole night to do it and then they'd give me my money back to obviously get a cab home. And I had it done in about 15 minutes. I had a pair did. of undies, a pair of socks, a kiss. I had all this different stuff. And they came back to me going, wow. Wow. <laughs> okay, well, the night's, the night's finished. Well, we'll be I had it all done in about Grabbing an Uber. Minutes. We'll be off popping home for an early night out. I will <laughs> say, on the weekend, Rich and I were on a bus. And in London, and I will say you hear a lot of weird things on public transport. And one of them was uh, a lady saying that her fiancé had uh, gone to Hong Kong for the weekend, for his box weekend, and they're only there for 43 hours or something crazy. And I was like, well, that's taking it to the extreme because that's a 14-hour plane ride each way. That is insane. People are mental. But each to their own. True. Some My people goodness. have too much money. <laughs> yes. You are listening to the Save the Date Wedding Podcast. My wonderful guests are Josh and Britt from popupwed.co. Uh, hello. More, hello. There'll be more from them after this. Uh, I have one more listener question, but first I have some some more intimate questions for my guests. Again, this sort of seems to have a seedy sort of theme going today, unintentionally. Nothing sus, mate. Nothing sus. Nothing sus. sus. So Australian. <laughs> Josh and Britt, you can fight over who answers this. Describe what weddings will be like in fifty years' time. No pressure. See, I, 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 I've, okay, so so I've, I've got a I've got a wider theory on the world in fifty years' time right. that uh, that we're we're going to be a much happier and um, more like coexisting kind of place. And the reason for this is uh, there's a number of technologies that are going to make sure that our travel, even just our local travel, like getting to and from work or getting to and from just, you know, so I'm not not talking about flying between cities or flying between countries, but just our local travel is going to be a much more enjoyable and happier experience. So between driverless cars and, and all of that kind of fancy stuff, um, we're going to be getting to places on time and we, and so we're going to be more efficient and we're going to be happier. And so what I'm extrapolating out of that is that we'll have hopefully, um, better friends and better friend groups because we're just going to be happier and more and more likely to become friends with people and we'll be have more friends because they're not late to things we plan. So we'll like them more. We'll have more family members because they'll be on time to things. And so, 
see, I've been seeing the trend of um, smaller and smaller and smaller weddings. And obviously we do that in the pop-up weddings, but also just in you know, your larger mainstream weddings, I've been seeing guest lists dwindle. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and maybe that's because there's been problems with, like, kind of cast people out of our lives. But also, you know, we're also being smart with our money and whatnot. So I, I'm predicting that in 50 years we'll see maybe not, like, a burgeoning massive weddings, like, you know, your typical Greek or Roman Catholic wedding. But... But you know, the, the um, that it'll still be intimate because we've been moving more and more towards a more intimate, meaningful, purposeful. Like we're doing a wedding for a marriage, not doing a wedding for a wedding. But that intimate group will get a little bit larger, and it'll be a little bit more intimate because we'll we'll have more time to connect with people. Because mm-hmm. when we're driving, we're not driving a car. We'll be sitting in there, maybe talking to people on the phone or tweeting or facebooking. And so, so my hope is that the world in fifty years we're going to be better friends with people. We'll all hug more. We'll all love more, and it'll be a much better celebration. Oh, bloody hope! I hope. I hope you're right. I really do. I really do. Mm. I... <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're wrong, Josh. Now let's go to his wife. <laughs> I hope for the opposite. I hope they close Pinterest down and people just are a little bit more real. Um, I hope. I feel like with each generation, the you know, there's this big swing from these being big '80s weddings to these really small elopements, and then back and forth and back and forth. And I hope that it kind of yeah. I hope people just take their wedding days back, and you know, anyone can marry. Obviously over 18 and obviously, you know, that's not, for it, of course. not yep. you know, not related directly or anything like that. But I, <laughs> not we don't, weird, man. Now <laughs> weird. <laughs> weird. Um, yeah. And I hope just people just do what makes them happy. And yeah. whether that be, you know, whether it rain, whether it be, you know, a $20,000 wedding, whether it be a pop-up, whether it be on a boat because they like boats or, you know, I just think... Pinterest has a lot to answer for. Yeah, um, I agree. I, 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 almost, I almost imagine Brit in this new role as like Pinterest police, and she kind of bursts <laughs> down doors and put the Pinterest down, man. <laughs> Seriously, it's unhealthy. Step away I from feel like Hessian. Pinterest is like the modern day cosmopolitan magazine. You know, like the minute you started reading that, your self confidence just plummeted. Mm. I still read all of those magazines, but I just think that weddings aren't perfect and. There's not there's not a perfect way to get married, and I think a lot of people are trying to fit their imperfectness into these perfect little days, and they all look the same, and they're all, you know. And so I hope in 50 years, weddings look different, and weddings are, represent the couple, and no no two weddings are the same. No as, two arbors, no two Tiffany chairs, you know. It's just all unique. As Rage Against the Machine said, take the power back. So Absolutely. That is a wonderful answer, and I couldn't agree more about Pinterest. I think people would have heard my opinions about Pinterest. I love it. I love the idea, but then I also think uh, it just makes us all very same-samey, cookie-cutter, and you've got to yeah. search now to find the cool stuff, and that's a real shame. Absolutely. I hate my house every time I go into Pinterest. Oh, and I live in a rental, and I'm <gasps> just like, I can't fit anything else in here. But There's I- no more pallets that can go in. <laughs> Oh, and, and the worst thing the worst thing about being a, a husband to to one of these Pinterest women is uh, I drove past a stack of um, pallets this afternoon and, uh, and and my first thought is oh, I wish I could bring them home for Brit but then I'm like no don't bring them home for Brit <laughs> no more pallets leave the pallets on the side of the road for the love of God and let yes. them just be pallets delivering things to places 
Let I, them rot in peace. I can see a world where pallets are pallets. Just pallets <laughs> with cellophane over the top, taking things from place to place. That's all they are. They're not coffee tables. Uh, <laughs> we can start a movement. I feel like it's coming. Anya, Anya writes, she says, uh, I'm curious as to what you and the podcast listeners, and I'm going to put in little uh, parentheses, Britt and Josh, think about... <laughs> Wedding food. Is a buffet better than served dinner and vice versa? A family style dinner is better than both. What are the pros, cons of each? And how can someone figure out wedding food while also staying within a tight budget? Oh, I like this question because I have strong feelings about it. You first. Me Could, first. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> first. I just button first. I hate sit down wedding. Personally. And this is obviously personally. Please don't send me any emails no, telling me how wrong I am. No haters. Anybody. No haters. Um, otherwise, I will send you back the lyrics to a Taylor Swift song. Oh. So no haters. <laughs> um, I love finger food. I love the opportunity to get up from the person that you're stuck sitting next to. Um, I love the opportunity to dance. I love the – you know, I we didn't have any plates at our wedding. That was my rule. I didn't want plates. I wanted I wanted people to be full and to be fed, but I didn't want plates. Right. Um, so people – had finger food and they didn't have to drive through McDonald's on the way home because I was so hungry. <laughs> um, that was my thing. Um, so, yeah, I don't like sit down because I've been to so many weddings where they've paid so much for me and I've sat there bored because I'm sat next to their weird work colleague who, you know, is just I've got nothing in common with and I've never met before and I don't, you know, so I'm, I'm not enjoying myself. So you're um, stuck next to obligation guest Terry, who they've invited yeah. because they don't want to make him feel uncomfortable, but he's a little odd and a bit of a yep. shit bloke. Yeah. Yeah. I've also <laughs> been to that wedding. <laughs> Maybe you and I were at different tables at that oh wedding because it would have been God. nice to together. <laughs> I needed you at that wedding. We need each other. <laughs> Seek out decent yep. people, not crazy obligation guests. I, I yes. Uh-huh. And so, I mean, buffets to me as one of these things that are becoming, when we think of buffets, a lot of people think of crappy, bay-marie, some angry woman serving, but that's not what a buffet is anymore. They can be quite fashionable and uh, delicious, can't they? I haven't personally experienced a good one, but <laughs> I have seen what looks like amazing photos. <laughs> On Pinterest, yeah. which we hate. In Pinterest. <laughs> I, I've I've seen three dining trends recently, which I think, and one of them is well known. It's the cocktail cocktails are great, yeah. um, but but two that I think are worth noting, which which I would hope everyone would pick up, and um, the first one is the call it food station, but it can also expand into a food truck or you know that kind of idea. Where um, I was at a, was at a wedding recently, and they had four or five stations around the the room. It was a large room. It was a large venue, mm-hmm. and they had um, one of them was like a um, like a dumpling station, and there was like a, and then there was another like kind of cheese and meat station, like yeah. like, like cooked warm meat, and then they had a few other different stations around, and there was so it's kind of like a cocktail, but like cocktail ish food, but in a buffet kind of come and get it format but of course nothing like you know nothing like your rsl um buffet or whatever you know your local services club buffet um and so i really love that idea that you know we have a choice like rather than saying look at seven o'clock dinner's now yeah there's there's there might be a food there might be a a bun a bun mobile and there might be a pizza thing and there might be a i don't know whatever whatever food trucks or food kind of um 
you know, utilities that you can kind of come to get them to sit up and, and, and we can just kind of choose our own food. And that's really cool. But if, if you are kind of locked into the sit down, but you're looking for a new way to do a sit down dinner, or if that's just what it has to be for whatever reason it has to be, I, um, I love this idea. And a couple of mine did it recently where they, uh, they said everyone, so the whole, the whole wedding were, they were all four seater tables. So, you know, your typical, um, restaurant, cafe, four yeah. seater table. Yeah. yeah. And so everyone was at them. Um, but for every, for every meal, that all changed. So there was no seating allocation. You were forced to change. Oh. And, and the couple themselves, obviously they were seated at the four seater table and they would come and invite people. Um, and, and, and maybe it would have been. Seems like a whole lot of work for dinner. Yeah. But you know, they're like, it, they they wanted to, they they wanted to have a fine dining experience. They didn't want to have a cocktail or anything. They wanted to sit down and have a good a so, good meal. So let me just and get this. So they, they were rotating. So it was like a musical chairs dinner where you sort of say meet new people and also you get some time one on one with the husband and the the couple. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that was the idea. And so the way they actually broke it up was between um, between each kind of. Um, Sex segment or each, uh, each moment, they would go out to a balcony area um, for a drink, and they'd have some speeches, like one or two speeches. And then, all right, let's come back in for the entree, and then just find a seat, sit down, and it was it was kind of cool. Like like for those that have to or like the idea of sitting down. Like if I had one problem with a cocktail um, function, is that we got to stand all night, so it's kind of nice to sit. And, and and you, obviously you can find seating arrangements in a cocktail arrangement, but sometimes you don't. I spoke to a lovely gentleman recently who said his brother got married at the Gherkin, which is a very well-known building here in London. Uh, it's mm-hmm. a big, it looks like a Gherkin. And, uh, in a glass jar. Is a it? big glass jar. Yeah, a big yeah. Gherkin in a glass jar. Uh, so he was saying, it's look, it's a very expensive venue. It's the, the Rich and I have had dinner there once uh, and uh, it was pretty magic to be up there looking over London. But he said we had 200 people in this venue. It was amazing. It was full cocktail, but there were no seats, and all my or the older relatives got really shitty, understandably so, because it was a long night and they paid an obscene amount of money for this venue. So I think if you are going the cocktail plan, make sure there's some seating venues, seating opportunities for not even just the old. I mean, if I'm wearing a pair of heels, I got 15 minutes and I need to sit on my ass. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So I think absolutely. What's your third option, Josh? I cut you off. Was there a third option? No, I'll tell you. My- <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. So just, just, yeah. So just your stock standard cocktail. But, but, uh, but I suppose the great thing that um that we did at our wedding because because we, we had a we had a cocktail um function for our reception, and uh, and I suppose the one stipulation and it wasn't even like obviously Brit agreed, so it wasn't like I was this overbearing you know, <laughs> husband. But I like let's just have too much food because I've been to so many cocktail functions where. <laughs> It just kind of just run out, and 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 it it's, it gets kind of awkward because you, you're like, oh, should should we should we eat lots now because they're going to cut us off soon? Oh, yeah. I, I don't know. It's such a, it's, it, it'd be good if someone could communicate how much food was happening because sometimes there'll be you know if if you don't know it's a cocktail function, you'll be like, oh, I'll just have a drop now. Like obviously yes. there's three courses to come, and then the cocktail stops. You're like, oh no, what happens? Well, what we had with ours, which I loved as well. I although I said I wanted cocktail and I didn't want um you know plates or anything. I had main meal food, just made smaller. Great. So our caterer did up these beautiful handmade um home, homemade kind of uh, what were they? I think they were lamb and something. The hard you part know. was breeding really miniature lambs. It was, it was a months-long process. Of- <laughs> Thanks, Dad. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. 
<laughs> yeah, Dadum. He needs like a three drink minimum, doesn't he? Really? Yeah. Well, yeah. Um, <laughs> so we had like mini meat pies that she had handmade. We had mini shepherd's pies. We had you know mini like little chicken skewer kebab things. And so it was it was big food, but just made smaller. It wasn't these crappy little spring rolls that you know. So we thought about our guests and we thought about what happened at every wedding that we'd been to and what did we want to change. And it is um, and so we had couches and seats ah. and you know, good music and good food and everyone was dancing and The couple you know, were lovely as well, the bride and groom. Yeah. <laughs> but it is important to think about if you're gonna booze up your guests as well, you need to provide adequate food or they'll get trashy and it's gonna get gross. So it, it is like you said hors d'oeuvres are great but then also think about how much alcohol your guests will be consuming because people tend to get excited at weddings and it could be yucky yeah yeah a close friend of mine lost his um license for drink driving many 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 moons ago because he was hosting a charity function and uh, he was talking and emceeing and talking and uh there was no food there was it was a it wasn't a catered event Uh but there was beers and wine and so they're just loading with beer and and he thought he was okay but he just hadn't eaten all night and um and and he was there, he was just over the limit, and, and he still has to take responsibility, and anyone has to take responsibility for their, you know, for that moment. But you know, a bite or two probably would have gone a long way. Of course, and when you are paying, like you said, one hundred and fifty dollars or pounds a head, you don't want to think of your guests later on going through the drive-through or eating a dirty kebab because you've starved them for the whole night. And we've all done it, people. <laughs> yes, we have. And uh, look, we, Rich and I had, we were in the same boat as you, Britt and Josh. We didn't, we were really concerned about having this traditional sit-down meal, which wasn't our bag. We didn't want to do alternative drops, which I think is really old school and a bit nasty. But we had a, and food was really, is really important to us. I think about it constantly. I'm always up for the next <laughs> meal. I just think, oh, I've had lunch, what's dinner? But it, so we spent a lot of time and probably more money than we would have normally on finding a great caterer who did these amazing shared plates so everyone could sort of help themselves on these big long tables but also encourage people to get up and move around like I just didn't want Mm. that whole thing of sitting and feeling trapped so and then after the food was done we got rid of two tables and had a dance floor so that forced people to get up and socialize so you're in control of a lot of that um that that vibe as well I suppose in the planning process think about it there it is Absolutely. I feel like we've really solved some problems. Hope we've given you some sort of uh, some sort of out to your problems. And next week we solve world peace. Oh, well, let's line that one up. If you... <laughs> Everyone a hug. No, and now now Keith. <laughs> well, I'll have a little Keith, and I'll have a hug. If you have a question you want to ask me. All these crazy too, because I'm sure I'll be having them back on again. Visit com. Go to the uh, connect or contact page and, and hit me up with it. If you want to get in touch with the wonderful Josh and Britt. All right. Podcast voice. In my podcast voice. Well, I could be contacted at, that's a stupid <laughs> voice. Um, <laughs> I'm on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Google+, LinkedIn, oh. all under Joshua Withers. One word, Joshua Withers. Unless you're on Facebook where I'm Josh Withers because I thought, 
It's just somewhere I had to get a little bit simpler. Um, <laughs> and uh, my website is marriedbyjosh.com, and my blog is also on marriedbyjosh.com, where I blog about weddings. Um, and uh, Brit is all over the world as Pop Up Wed, so Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, mm. um, and uh, her website is popupwed.co. But I also need to plug her personally because she's pretty cool to follow individually. Uh, she's on Instagram at Hello Brittany Jane. Oh, I and I haven't followed yet, so look, I'm, I'm going to go head right there. Hello, Brittany Jane. And, you know, while I'm plugging, because she's pretty cool, she's actually got a blog called Britblog.co, and it's actually really good. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I've, I've My whole day is set up now. I'm just going to yeah. cyberstalk Brit. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry. Coming next, I'm going to have a live streaming uh, drone that just follows her around, <laughs> filming her everyday movements. And and the I'm good thing about that... Right. The good thing about that is it'll save everyone getting a Netflix membership. See, now I, I say in my next interview with you guys, uh, and this is saying something in the future because I'm not going to have any secrets here. We've already recorded it. It's done. It's going out there. But I say, wow, pull oh, the feel back. Oh, sorry. Look, you're in another country. I've got to, you've got to grab you while I've got you. But I do say that when I talk to you and when I read what you do online, there is a joy and a love to what you do. And whether you can hire Josh and Britt or whether you hire people all over the world, you need to find people that love doing what they do, just like these guys, because it isn't, I talked recently about going to a big, big bridal show where people just thrust brochures in my face and I'm not even getting married, but I felt really sad being there and having this sort of commodity style, you know, like the couples are like, hire this, do this. And I felt no love. So when I talk to you, that's the vibe I think everyone should be feeling when they plan their wedding and uh, pay people to help them. There it is. We love that. Yeah. Thank you so much. It's true. We really do love what we do. You do. And you're wonderful. And uh, I wish you the happiest of days. And I welcome you back again soon, very soon, on the Save the Date Wedding Podcast. Thank you, guys. Thank you for having us. Thank you so much. Save the Date Wedding Podcast. Don't plan your wedding without it.